Hello everyone, and welcome back. World record. World record pot roast eating before a stream run. <laughs> Looks like I need to reset my webcam, as I very frequently do now. There we go. Alright, my timing was a little off. That's alright. Hey everybody, how you doing? I hope you are all quite well. Um, this is not my first stream from my new desk. Yesterday was my first stream on it, our Dungeon World stream was first, but now I've got all this room. I have all this room, if you want to see more about it, I've got, you know, a slightly longer, a, a slightly more clear view of it up on, uh, up on Instagram right now. Um, I suppose I'll post that to the Discord as well. We have like, we've got a few birthdays to go through, so... Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday! To all of you, happy birthday to I'm not going to be able to hit this note. You. I fried it. That's all right. Deep fried happy birthday to you, everyone. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it, Dahlia. It, it feels worse when it comes from someone with, with uh, formal training. Uh, I am going to say thank you to uh, Aaron Was, by the way. I, I really appreciate that feedback, you know? I, I recognize it's not terribly, terribly comfortable to, like, open up to a bunch of people on the internet, uh, but, um, you know, I, I appreciate the feedback. It's great to know that, you know, this has been a positive thing for you. Um, thank you very much as well to uh, to Gems, and I want to say hello to all you students in Romania. How are you? I hope you're well. Uh, it has been fantastic to read this for you all. Uh, I found out that I am I'm helping Iro with some school as well. That is an honor. I was homeschooled through elementary school myself. Uh, my first my first time in public school was in sixth grade, um, and as such, you know, to be to be a part of that tradition, it's an honor. <laughs> a couple of things. First of all, uh, we have got some changes being made over in the Discord, and those are going to come into execution on Friday. So tomorrow, uh, the Discord may look a little bit different. We are going to be officially enforcing the uh, the rules, essentially, which is to say you must, uh, you must agree to them before you can comment and stuff. So if, over the next few days, your ability to participate in the Discord suddenly stops, it should be a really slick system. Um, we are also, uh, on a more fun note, adding a bunch of interest tags there. Uh, we are adding interest tags for uh, some of our other streaming friends. Um, so we're going to have a role for uh, Tuna Sunday. We're going to have a role for Mr. Halfbit. We might, we're we're going to have a couple of those. I'm going to tell you: do not request getting a getting a ping role uh, for your for for your live streams and such. Where we will sort of curate them as we see fit. Um, that's on me. You can blame me for that. Um, however, we're also going to have various, you know, sort of wider interest tags like uh, art or music or recipes. And I know you've been looking for that for a while. We're going to have a channel dedicated to all those things and then these different tags that you can select uh, so you can get pinged for these sorts of things. Um, a, an enormous thank you to um, uh, some people who have contributed art today, uh, which include Courtney over on the Discord, uh, Bells. Uh, thank you very, very much uh, for getting me connected with your with your artistic friends um, over in the PJ Art channel. Um, you know, I am using a bunch of art from that channel today that y'all brought here. And so, uh, for all of you who created art, for all of you who brought art, thank you a ton. We're going to be having a tag on the Discord again starting tomorrow um, uh, for artist. There's going to be interest 
art. That's just if you're like, you know, if you want to chat about art. But this one is going to be the artist tag. And that is if you want to opt in. And if I've got any special requests for, you know, art coming up, so, you know, various parts of the chapter and such, um, then I can tag y'all and sort of let y'all know what I'm looking for in the future. So uh, if you'd like to opt in for that, you're going to be able to start doing so uh, over the weekend, essentially, tomorrow. And, you know, we're, I'm sure we'll be figuring it out for a few days. But um, we are also going to be opening up the Q&A channel on the Discord, which means that if you've got questions, that channel is not for chit chat. It is only for questions and the answers to those questions. So um, if you've got general stuff, keep that in the general chat. But that Q&A channel should help us as we're moving forward in the next few days with some of these changes. Uh, the organization might look very slightly different. You know, we're going to see some new channels. But overall, it's going to be the same Discord experience that you know and hopefully love. <laughs> Oh boy. Vance's Live says Sam's voice is the accidental soundtrack to hundreds of hours of video game making. Well, that is pretty good to hear. Uh, I've heard that uh, my voice has accompanied now video game making. That's a new one, but also uh, construction work on the West Coast. Uh, I have heard that, uh, so I've, I've heard that I've graced construction sites. Um, I have heard that I, um, of course, have been involved in a decent bit of um, uh, learning, whether it's, you know, just sort of like understanding literature or to uh, learn the English language. I've, I've had some good feedback about people using it for that, sort of following along uh, to help them learn English, which is wonderful. And I commend all of you who are, who are in these pursuits, especially those who are, who are working hard to learn and to understand the world better. Um, I, uh, and of course, yes, flower arranging, Lisa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely appreciate all that feedback. I love to hear those sorts of things. It's it's wonderful. I'm really bad at social media, so I'm I'm trying to be better about sort of responding and letting you know how much I enjoy when y'all tell me these things, but just keep in mind even if I don't have a chance to respond, um I am I'm really thankful for all of you who have taken the time to just let me know sort of what part I've played in your life, you know, what, how, how it's been for you riding the sidecar over a little while. And, uh, because it's certainly riding the sidecar has been amazing for me. Uh, now with all of this said, <laughs> Death Metal Dahlia says, wow, you've got hundreds of hours of content that's been heard in so many professions and trades all over the world. Um, it is funny. It is funny to hear like, you know, all the various things that I've been uh, involved in in a strange way. Intikana says you've accompanied me uh, into the OR at work. It makes my days so much better. That's kind of wild. <laughs> the flower arranging seemed a little less weird to me simply because that was one of the first ones that I heard about. You know, uh, Lisa mentioned that early on. So I was like, oh, interesting. Um, and also because I've had, you know, I've had relatives that have worked in, in, uh, in um, uh, arrangement shops and such like that. But um that was probably the weirdest, most alien way I could have put that. <laughs> Flower shops. Maybe that's a little bit better. Um, but into the OR. That's interesting. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Fabriella is wondering, question, is the main place for chat during the live stream or is there a Discord server? Uh, there is both. Uh, I will put the link in one more time. Once again, anybody should be able to use this command. It is just the command links. Um, you can find it there. Also, I nope, I'm a fool and I did not put in the extra... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did not put in the extra uh, commands yet for the Percy Jackson um, 
uh, YouTube playlist yet. That'll be in there soon. But anyone can use the links um, uh, command at any time. I'm probably going to be removing the Discord one because that's linked to a very specific channel within Discord. I I, kind of want everything to go through that link tree. Um, And if you're looking to share things about the show, linktr.ee slash sidecar stories. So linktree slash sidecar stories. That is the ultimate link to share everywhere. Let's talk about some review, shall we? What happened last week? And we can ask that now because last week we couldn't at all. We didn't have anything to talk about because we were in the very first chapter. We had not started yet at all. Um, In last week's chapters, chapters one and two of Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. It's actually, you know what? I'm probably going to do that a lot too. I'm going to call him Harry Potter on accident. And I'm going to say things like Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. That's not it. It's Percy Jackson and the Olympians. The Lightning Thief. There we go. Last time on The Lightning Thief, chapters one and two. We meet Percy Jackson, who is, um, uh, he is 12 years old, and he is kind of feeling the weight of life. Um, the, the sort of weight of life you feel as someone in middle school, you know, as, as someone at, at that stage of life when, as we've talked about with Harry Potter, you know, people are expecting you to start to have your own values, that sort of thing. You're, you're trying to learn about the world around you, and things generally feel confusing and a little bit above your head while also feeling like you want to be involved in as much as you can at once. Percy's having a tough time. Percy is really having a challenging time. Um, He ascribes a lot of this to his ADHD. He ascribes a lot of it to um, his dyslexia, his inability to focus. Um, But he would consider himself, and he says it a number of times, kind of a problem kid. I don't remember if that's the precise quote, but that is the essence of it. And he is at a special school for what he considers to be folks like him. Uh, People who are... mm, uh, feeling a little bit, well, uh, who, who who maybe buck the rules or maybe don't get along so well with the status quo. He is trying to make it. He's got a best friend. His name is Grover. Um, and the two of them are just kind of trying to survive here. He's got one teacher that he really likes, Mr. Brunner, his Latin teacher. And other than that, school is a pretty miserable experience. We begin on a not a road trip. What am I thinking of? Uh, a field trip. There we go. Uh, a field trip to the uh, Manhattan Museum of Art, excuse me, the Metropolitan Museum of Art in Manhattan, um, wherein Percy has some of the weirdest experiences of his life. Uh, it begins, in a way, with uh, one of his other teachers, Mrs. Dodds. Mrs. Dodds. Mrs. Dodds is, frankly, a real jerk, and at the end of the day, Harry is not pleased I did it. I did the thing. Uh, uh, Percy is not pleased when Mrs. Dodds pulls him aside. Even less pleased is Percy when suddenly Mrs. Dodds turns into some sort of freaky, red-eyed, glowing bat creature. Excuse me? Well, fortunately, Mr. Brunner is there to save the day. He chucks He chucks Percy a sword that was just a pen a moment ago, and uh, Percy cuts down this f- freaky creature, and then all of a sudden it's all over. Mrs. Dodds is gone. Mr. Brunner's gone. The sword is gone. And he goes back outside, and none of his fellow students have ever heard of Mrs. Dodds. Not even Mr. Brunner seems to remember what happened there. Very confusing. And as we proceed into our second chapter, as we are back at the boarding school, um, Percy's simply confused. He doesn't know what's happening to him, but everyone is insisting uh, since the field trip that there is no Mrs. Dodds. They've had some teacher named Mrs. Care. K-E-R-R, that's not right. Percy knows that's not right. But, hmm, 
Grover. Grover seems to know something. And as Percy, who who wants to do a good job, at least in Mr. Brunner's class, as Percy decides to go get some help kind of late at night with his Latin uh, before an exam, he hears Grover and Mr. Brunner talking in Mr. Brunner's office about how Percy's in danger, about how Percy is, well... He might not be cut out for things like this, like school, and and how maybe it might be time for a change soon. Of course, for Percy, this is very strange to hear your best friend and your teacher sort of coercing about you behind your back. Coercing? That's not right. Uh, conversing. There we go. Um, and uh, as they head off home, Percy knows he's not going to be invited back to this school next semester. Um, they're here for the summer, and... Uh, well, Percy is finally going to be back with someone who he genuinely loves, his mother. And we're going to learn more about that today. Everyone, thank you very much for joining me. My name is Sam. This is Sidecar Stories. And today is Thursday, which means that this is Flying Sidecar. That's the hashtag to use. Uh, the link to use is one final time. Links. Uh, the link tree there in chat. Uh, I would love to talk about this chapter with you. If you've got things you would like to discuss... Um, uh, and I would be curious to know the answers to the poll that is up. Uh, thank you very much to uh, our mods, including Tuna Sunday and uh, Miss Frizzle and such. I don't think Mama's in right now. I think she's busy. But um, Woodson, I am really glad you enjoy it. Um, folks, as you know, we're going to talk about this later on. So if you've got questions, if you've got comments, if you've got observations, I want to see you put them in chat. Um, and we will cover them in between chapters when I'm able to get to them. With all of this said, everyone... Let's do this thing. Percy Jackson and the Olympians. The Lightning Thief. Chapter 3. Grover unexpectedly loses his pants. Confession time. I ditched Grover as soon as we got to the bus terminal. I know, I know, it was rude, but Grover was freaking me out, looking at me like I was a dead man, muttering, Why does this always happen? And why does it always have to be sixth grade? Whenever he got upset, Grover's bladder acted up, so I wasn't surprised when, as soon as we got off the bus, he made me promise to wait for him, then made a beeline for the restroom. Instead of waiting, I got my suitcase, slipped outside, and caught the first taxi uptown. Uh, east, 104th and 1st, I told the driver. A word about my mother, before you meet her. Her name is Sally Jackson, and she's the best person in the world. Which just proves my theory that the best people have the rottenest luck. Her own parents died in a plane crash when she was five, and she was raised by an uncle who didn't much care about her. She wanted to be a novelist, so she spent high school working to save up enough money for a college with a good creative writing program. Then her uncle got cancer, and she had to quit school her senior year to take care of him. After he died, she was left with no money, no family, and no diploma. The only good break she ever got was meeting my dad. I don't have any memories of him, just this sort of warm glow... Maybe the barest trace of his smile. My mom doesn't like to talk about him because it makes her sad. She has no pictures. See, they weren't married. 
She told me he was rich and important and the relationship was secret. And then one day, he set sail across the Atlantic on some important journey and he never came back. Lost at sea, my mom told me. Not dead. Lost at sea. She worked odd jobs, took night classes to get her high school diploma, and raised me on her own. She never complained or got mad, not even once. But I knew I wasn't an easy kid. Finally, she married Gabe Ugliano, who was nice the first 30 seconds that we knew him, and then showed his true colors as a world-class jerk. When I was young, I nicknamed him Smelly Gabe. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. The guy reeked like moldy garlic pizza wrapped in gym shorts. Between the two of us, we made my mom's life pretty hard. The way Smelly Gabe treated her, the way he and I got along, well, when I came home is a good example. I walked into our little apartment, hoping that my mom would be home from work. Instead, Smelly Gabe was in the living room playing poker with his buddies. The television blared ESPN. Chips and beer cans were strewn all over the carpet. Hardly looking up, he said around his cigar, So, you're home. Where's my mom? Working, he said. You got any cash? That was it. No, welcome back, good to see you, how's your life been for the last six months? Gabe had put on weight. He looked like a tuskless walrus in thrift store clothes. He had about three hairs on his head, all combed over his bald scalp as if it would make him handsome or something. He managed the electronics megamart in Queens, but he stayed home most of the time. I don't know why he hadn't been fired long before. He just kept on collecting paychecks, spending the money on cigars that made me nauseous, and on beer, of course. Always beer. Whenever I was home, he expected me to provide his gambling funds. He called that our guy secret, meaning if I told my mom, he would punch my lights out. I don't have any cash, I told him. He raised a greasy eyebrow. Gabe could sniff out money like a bloodhound, which was surprising since his own smell should have covered up everything else. You took a taxi from the bus station, he said. Probably paid with a 20, got six, seven bucks in change. Look, if somebody expects to live under this roof, he ought to carry his own weight. Am I right, Eddie? Eddie, the super of the apartment building, looked at me with a twinge of sympathy. Hey, come on, Gabe, he said. The kid just got here. Am I right? Gabe repeated. Eddie scowled into his bowl of pretzels. The other two guys passed gas in harmony. Fine. I said. I dug a wad of dollars out of my pocket and threw the money on the table. I hope you lose. Your report card came in, brain boy, he shouted after me. I wouldn't act so snooty. I slammed the door to my room, which really wasn't my room. During school months, it was Gabe's study. He didn't study anything in here except old car magazines, but he loved shoving my stuff in the closet, leaving his muddy boots on my windowsill, and doing his best to make the place smell like his nasty cologne and cigars and stale beer. I dropped my suitcase on the bed. Home, sweet home. Gabe's smell was almost worse than the nightmares about Mrs. Dodd's, or the sound of that old fruit lady's shears snipping the yarn.
But as soon as I thought that, my legs felt weak. I remembered Grover's look of panic, how he'd made me promise I wouldn't go home without him. A sudden chill rolled through me. I felt like someone, something, was looking for me right now. Maybe pounding its way up the stairs, growling, growing long, horrible talons. And then I heard my mom's voice. Percy? She opened the bedroom door, and my fears melted. And thank you very much to Courtney on Discord for this piece of art. My mother can make me feel good just by walking into the room. Her eyes sparkle and change color in the light. Her smile is as warm as a quilt. She's got a few gray streaks mixed in with her long brown hair, but I never think of her as old. When she looks at me, it's like she's seeing all the good things about me, none of the bad. I never heard her raise her voice or say an unkind word to anyone, not even me or Gabe. Oh, Percy. She hugged me tight. I can't believe it. You've grown since Christmas. Her red and white Sweet on America uniform smelled like the best things in the world. Chocolate, licorice, and all the other stuff she sold at the candy shop in Grand Central. She'd brought me a huge bag of free samples, the way she always did when I came home. We sat together on the edge of the bed. While I attacked the blueberry sour strings, she ran her hand through my hair and demanded to know everything I hadn't put in my letters. She didn't mention anything about me getting expelled. She didn't seem to care about that. But was I okay? Was her little boy doing all right? I told her she was smothering me and to lay off all that, but secretly I was really, really glad to see her. From the other room, Gabe yelled, Hey, Sally! Hey, how about some bean dip, huh? I gritted my teeth. My mom is the nicest lady in the world. She should have been married to a millionaire, not to some jerk like Gabe. For her sake, I tried to sound upbeat about my last days at Yancey Academy. I told her I wasn't too down about the expulsion. I'd lasted almost a whole year this time. I'd made some new friends. I'd done pretty well in Latin. And honestly, the fights hadn't been as bad as the headmaster said. I liked the NC Academy. I really did. I put such a good spin on the year, I almost convinced myself. And then I started choking up, thinking about Grover and Mr. Brunner. Even Nancy Bobafit suddenly didn't seem so bad. Until that trip to the museum. What? My mom said. Her eyes tugged at my conscience, trying to pull out the secrets. Did, did something scare you? No, Mom. I felt bad lying. I wanted to tell her about Mrs. Dodds and the three old ladies with the yarn, but I thought it would sound stupid. She pursed her lips. She knew I was holding back, but she didn't push me. I have a surprise for you, she said. We're going to the beach. My eyes widened. Montauk? Three nights, same cabin. When? She smiled. As soon as I get changed. I couldn't believe it. My mom and I hadn't been to Montauk the last two summers because Gabe had said there wasn't enough money. Gabe appeared in the doorway and growled, Bean dip. Sally, didn't you hear me? I wanted to punch him. 
but I met my mom's eyes and I understood she was offering me a deal. Be nice to Gabe for a little while. Just until she was ready to leave for Montauk. Then we would get out of here. I was just on my way, honey, she told Gabe. We were just talking about the trip. Gabe's eyes got small. The trip? You mean that you were serious about that? I knew it, I muttered. He's not going to let us go. Of course he will, said my mom evenly. Your stepfather's just worried about money, that's all. Besides, she added, Gabriel won't have to settle for bean dip. I'm going to make him enough seven-layer dip for the whole weekend. Guacamole, sour cream, the works. Gabe softened a bit. So, so this money for the trip, it, it comes out of your clothes budget, right? Yes, honey, my mother said. And you're not going to take my car anywhere, but, but there and then back. We'll be very careful. Gabe scratched his double chin. Maybe if you hurry up with that seven-layer dip, and maybe if the kid apologizes for interrupting my poker game. Maybe if I kick you in your soft spot, I thought, make you sing soprano for a week. But my mom's eyes warned me not to make him mad. Why did she put up with this guy? I wanted to scream. Why did she care what he thought? I'm sorry, I muttered. I'm really sorry I interrupted your incredibly important poker game. Now please go back to it right now. Gabe's eyes narrowed. His tiny brain was probably trying to detect sarcasm in my statement. <laughs> yeah, whatever, he decided. And he went back to his game. Thank you, Percy, my mom said. Once we go to Montauk, we'll talk more about whatever you've forgotten to tell me, okay? For a moment, I thought I saw anxiety in her eyes. The same fear I'd seen in Grover during the bus ride, as if my mom also felt an odd chill in the air. But then her smile returned, and I figured I must have been mistaken. She ruffled my hair and went to make Gabe his seven-layer dip. An hour later, we were ready to leave. Gabe took a break from his poker game long enough to watch me lug my mom's bags to the car. He kept griping and groaning about losing her cooking, and more important, his 78 Camaro for the whole weekend. Not a scratch on this car, brain boy, he warned me as I loaded the last bag. Not one little scratch. Like I'd be the one driving. I was 12. But that didn't matter to Gabe. If a seagull so much as pooped on his paint job, he'd find a way to blame me. Watching him lumber back toward the apartment building, I got so mad I did something I can't explain. As Gabe reached the doorway, I made the hand gesture I'd seen Grover make on the bus, a sort of warding-off gesture, a clawed hand over my heart, and then a shoving movement toward Gabe. The screen door slammed shut so hard it whacked him in the butt and sent him flying up the staircase as if he'd been shot out of a cannon. Maybe it was just the wind or some freak accident with the hinges, but I didn't stay long enough to find out. I got in the Camaro and told my mom to step on it. Our rental cabin was in the South Shore, way out at the tip of Long Island. 
It was a little pastel box with faded curtains, half sunken into the dunes. There was always sand in the sheets and spiders in the cabinets, and most of the time the sea was too cold to swim in. I loved the place. We'd been going there since I was a baby. My mom had been going even longer. She never exactly said, but I knew why the beach was special to her. It was the place where she had met my dad. As we got closer to Montauk, she seemed to grow younger. Years of worry and work disappearing from her face. Her eyes turned the color of the sea. We got there at sunset, opened all the cabin's windows, and went through our usual cleaning routine. We walked on the beach, fed blue corn chips to the seagulls, and munched on blue jelly beans, blue saltwater taffy, and all the other free samples my mom had brought from work. I, I guess I should explain the blue food. See, Gabe had once told my mom there was no such thing. They had this fight, which seemed like a really small thing at the time, but ever since, my mom went out of her way to eat blue. She baked blue birthday cakes. She mixed blueberry smoothies. She bought blue corn tortilla chips and brought home blue candy from the shop. This, along with keeping her maiden name, Jackson, rather than calling herself Mrs. Ugliano, was proof that she wasn't totally suckered by Gabe. She did have a rebellious streak, like me. When it got dark, we made a fire. We roasted hot dogs and marshmallows. Mom told me stories about when she was a kid back before her parents died in the plane crash. She told me about the books she wanted to write someday, when she had enough money to quit the candy shop. Eventually, I got up the nerve to ask what was always on my mind whenever we came to Montauk. My father. Mom's eyes went all misty. I figured she would tell me the same things she always did, but I never got tired of hearing them. He was kind, Percy, she said. Tall, handsome, powerful, but gentle, too. You, uh, you've got his black hair, you know, and his green eyes. Mom finished a blue jelly bean out of her candy bag. I wish he could see you, Percy. He would be so proud. I wondered how she could say that. What was so great about me? A dyslexic, hyperactive boy with a D-plus report card kicked out of school for the sixth time in six years. How old was I? I asked. I mean, when he left. She watched the flames. He was only with me for one summer, Percy. Right here at this beach. This cabin. But... He knew me as a baby. No, honey. He knew I was expecting a baby, but he never saw you. He had to leave before you were born. I tried to square that with the fact that I seemed to remember something about my father. A, a, a warm glow, a smile. I'd always assumed he knew me as a baby. My mom had never said it outright, but still I felt it must be true. Now, to be told that he'd never even seen me. I felt angry at my father. Maybe it was stupid, but I resented him for going on that ocean voyage. For not having the guts to marry my mom. He'd left us, and now we were stuck with smelly Gabe. 
Are you going to send me away again? I asked her. To another boarding school? She pulled a marshmallow from the fire. I don't know, honey. Her voice was heavy. I think... I think we'll have to do something. Because you don't want me around? I regretted the words as soon as they were out. My mom's eyes welled with tears. She took my hand, squeezed it tight. Oh, Percy. No. I, I have to, honey, for your own good. I have to send you away. Her words reminded me of what Mr. Brunner had said. That it was best for me to leave Yancey. Because I'm not normal, I said. You say that as if it were a bad thing, Percy. But you don't realize how important you are. I thought that Yancey Academy would be far enough away. I thought that you'd finally be safe. Safe from what? She met my eyes, and a flood of memories came back to me. All the weird, scary things that had ever happened to me, some of which I'd tried to forget. During third grade, a man in a black trench coat had stalked me on the playground. When the teachers threatened to call the police, he went away growling, but no one believed me when I told them that, under his broad-brimmed hat, the man only had one eye, right in the middle of his head. Before that, really early memory, I was in preschool, and a teacher accidentally put me down for a nap in a cot that a snake had slithered into. My mom screamed when she came to pick me up and found me playing with a limp, scaly rope I had somehow managed to strangle to death with my meaty toddler hands. In every single school, something creepy had happened. Something unsafe, and I was forced to move. I knew I should tell my mom about the old ladies at the fruit stand and Mrs. Dodds at the art museum, but about my weird hallucinations that I had sliced my math teacher into dust with a sword but I couldn't bring myself to tell her. I had a strange feeling that the news would end our trip to Montauk, and I didn't want that. I've tried to keep you as close to me as I could, my mom said. They told me that was a mistake, but there's only one other option, Percy. It's the place that your father wanted to send you to, and I, I, I just can't, I can't stand to do it. My father wanted me to go to a special school. Not a school, she said softly. A, a summer camp. My head was spinning. Why would my dad, who hadn't even stayed around long enough to see me born, talk to my mom about a summer camp? And if it was so important, why hadn't she ever mentioned it before? I'm sorry, Percy. She said, seeing the look in my eyes. But I, I, can't, I can't talk about it. I, I couldn't send you to that place. It might mean saying goodbye to you for good. For good? But if it's only a summer camp... She turned toward the fire. And I knew from her expression that if I asked any more questions, she would start to cry.
Just refilling the water, gang. There's a bit of a chapter break here. We're not taking a full-on chatter break, though. That night, I had a vivid dream. It was storming on the beach, and two beautiful animals, a white horse and a golden eagle, were trying to kill each other at the edge of the surf. The eagle swooped down and slashed the horse's muzzle with its huge talons. The horse reared up and kicked at the eagle's wings. As they fought, the ground rumbled, and a monstrous voice chuckled somewhere beneath the earth, goading the animals to fight harder. I ran toward them, knowing I had to stop them from killing each other, but I was running in slow motion. I knew I would be too late. I saw the eagle dive down, its beak aimed at the horse's wide eyes, and I screamed, No! I woke with a start. Outside, it was storming. The kind of storm that cracks trees and blows down houses. There was no horse or eagle on the beach, just lightning making false daylight and twenty-foot waves pounding the dunes like artillery. With the next thunderclap, my mom woke up. She sat up, eyes wide, and said, Hurricane? I knew that was crazy. Long Island never sees hurricanes this early in the summer. But the ocean seemed to have forgotten. Over the roar of the wind, I heard a distant bellow, an angry, tortured sound that made my hair stand on end. Then a much closer noise, like mallets on the sand, a desperate voice, someone yelling, pounding on our cabin door. My mother sprang out of bed in her nightgown and threw open the lock. Grover stood framed in the doorway against the backdrop of pouring rain, but he wasn't... he wasn't exactly Grover. Searching... All night, he gasped. What are you thinking? My mother looked at me in terror, not scared of Grover, but of why he'd come. Percy, she said, shouting to be heard over the rain. What happened at school? What didn't you tell me? I was frozen, looking at Grover. I couldn't understand what I was seeing. Oh, Ziu, Ziu Kailoi, Theoi, he yelled. It's right behind me. Didn't you tell her? I was too shocked to register that he just cursed in ancient Greek and I understood him perfectly. I was too shocked to wonder how Grover had gotten here by himself in the middle of the night because Grover didn't have his pants on and where his legs should be. Where his legs should be. My mom looked at me sternly and talked in a tone she'd never used with me before. Percy, tell me now. I stammered something about the old ladies at the fruit stand and, 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 and Mrs. Dodds, and my mom stared at me, her face deathly pale in the flashes of lightning. She grabbed her purse, tossed me my rain jacket, and said, Get to the car, both of you. Go! Grover ran for the Camaro. But he wasn't running exactly. He was trotting, shaking his shaggy hindquarters, and suddenly his story about a muscular disorder in his legs made sense to me. I understood how he could l run so fast and still limp when he walked. Because where his feet should be, there were no feet. 
there were cloven hooves. <laughs> Everyone, thank you very, very much. Oh, my camera's all wonky now because I had to angle it away because it was catching a bunch of bunch of the closet. With the new desk setup, I've got a much better. I've got my 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 webcam on a tripod and everything. I'm feeling very official, but it does mean I have to keep adjusting this. I'm, I'm I got to sort out my green screen again. That's fine. My my laugh just then sounded like a horse whinny. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's not the look. We'll get to it later. Um, camera go wonky, indeed, Dahlia. Everyone, I hope you are enjoying this. Now, a couple of things. A quick review of what on earth is going on here today. Hello, everyone. My name is Sam. This is Sidecar Stories. And today is Thursday, which means that we are in the middle of Flying Sidecar, which is a voice actor's venture through some books that we all love. Um, I am trying to perform these with as much as I possibly can. I use Flying Sidecar to really... I use this whole channel. All of Sidecar Stories kind of started as a couple of things, but one of those things was to help me develop out my voice acting and and uh, to really, you know, grab some, grab some more diversity. And I think I've been doing okay with that so far. I hope you all have enjoyed the voices so far. Once again, as I mentioned in our first stream, they develop over time we are we are exactly three chapters into this book so if you remember ron weasley and how far that voice came you know if you're not satisfied with some of these yet give it some time we'll ease into them together um let's see <laughs> shanigan says dang enjoying i am glad you're liking it Intikana says this story is too good already i was not ready for this yeah i hope i hope you are all really enjoying it it, it is a you know one of these other series that, you know, it's got an enormous following, a bunch of people who love it to death, just like Harry Potter, and um, I don't think it's necessarily as high profile as Harry Potter, um, and I think some folks would kind of blame the movies for that. We're doing our own take on it. We'll, we'll leave the movies back where, back where they are, um, and we're doing our own take on it. Courtney, I'm glad you're loving the, the voices so far. Uh, Memnite says, the voices mature with the character. Yes, that's something I tried to do with Harry Potter. I think I executed it well in some spots and kind of not at all in other spots, but... <laughs> Holly Rose says, the movies? What? What's this? We don't speak of those. <laughs> about these movies uh child of hephaestus i loved the series and you're doing great thank you very much i appreciate it an awful lot that is wonderful to hear uh let's see <laughs> woodson says percy's voice is good gabe's is excellent well i'm certainly glad that you think so you know it's a uh, it's, it's a lot of fun i wanted to reflect the fact that we are after all in new york and you know this is i, I realize there's a couple of different different voices that come from new york and this is the one this is sort of the one that i can do with any sort of accuracy yeah it's more bronx i believe they technically live in manhattan i want to say but hey maybe i'm not from around here who knows <laughs> obitofu says i love the voice you've chosen for grover especially i was never a fan of the high-pitched geeky tone they chose for the official audiobooks um yeah, this is one that like it popped up. I'm not even sure where I got it from, but it, I'm I'm trying to age down uh, Saeed from Lost. That was that was kind of what I went for there, um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad you're enjoying Grover's voice. Um, I think Percy is one of the ones that I'm sort of going to develop the most over time. I'm, I'm hoping to really sort of ease into that one because it's a little clunky right now. And then I I got to admit, gang, I'm in a bad way with Annabeth's voice. So. 
later on. Don't put them here because I won't be able to go back and review them. Put it over in the Discord. I still need help. Um, I'll look for those in the, let's see, in the PJ Spoilers channel because it's going to, you know, obviously, you know, helping me pick a voice is going to be something that should probably happen, like, with people who are familiar with this thing. So in the PJ Spoilers channel, let me know for Annabeth. Annabeth, Annabeth, what you think that voice should sound like. If you've got any good sort of like casting choices, if you can think of an actress or a voice or even another like animated character, you know, I've done Roz from from uh, from <laughs> from um, Monsters, Inc. before. Yeah, let me know if you've got an idea uh, for, for that voice because that one, that, that's it's just not coming easy to me. I've tried a couple of different ones and nothing, nothing's quite clicking yet. Um, <laughs> Gems says, Percy is 12. He's supposed to be clunky. Uh, yes, and I am. I am glad you picked that up. I I, I hope that uh, you know. I I, I hope <laughs> that it, it sort of meets up. We're going to be in real trouble when I start to do you know a series that you know begins with somebody who's like you know thirty years old, like something for for vintage or whatever, and they they sound all clunky, like they're just a newborn babe, but really they're they're thirty something. That's all right. We'll get around to it. Uh, Obitofu says, I always imagined Annabeth as a chill, lower-toned girl. Interesting. Yeah, do you have, like, a good example of someone that I could, like, listen to, either, you know, an, an actress or, um, uh, you know, a, a voice actress, something like that, a, a character that I could go back and listen to some examples? Anyone who's got an idea, it's not going to be Edna Mode. <laughs> Shehanigans. It's not, uh, and it looks like Memnite might have been the first one to put it in. It's not going to be Memnite. Dang it. It's not going to be Edna. I'm not doing. I'm not doing that for this one. I feel like Edna, that was a voice that like it worked really well for um, for Madame Umbridge, but uh, I think that's one that you know, unless we find like a really good spot for it, I don't know if we're gonna see Edna Modes make another appearance. We'll see. Uh, Angelina, but this side of the pond says Memnite. Okay, not a bad, not a bad answer at all. Um, uh, Memnite says Ginny would be good too, just with a different uh, different inflection. Excellent ideas. Remember, put those over in the PJ Spoilers channel over on Discord. Uh, I will put the links in here one more time. You can follow that link uh, to a bunch of my links, including the Discord. Uh, and remember that the Discord is the main hub. But I'm not going to knock too much into that. We'll talk about it more at the end of the stream. But for now, for now, everyone... I think it is time that we talk about the chapter very briefly. Um, I would love to see what y'all think so far. Of course, we are getting into the we're getting into the real meat of what this is going to be. There's some action. There's some suspense. We know that there's a big mystery coming up uh, of like why is all this strange stuff happening? And frankly, why is it that Grover doesn't seem to be entirely human? Some enormous questions to be asked here, and we shall see at what rate they get answered. We know in Harry Potter, some of those answers come very quickly, and some of them take a long time. Holly Rose says, what's everyone's reaction to Grover? Yeah, especially all you new folks. What is, what is, uh, <laughs> what is it uh, that you're thinking about Grover right now? We have suddenly made this enormous discovery about Grover. What do you think? Uh, Van Sage Live says, I couldn't tell from the description if he's like Puck or like a centaur. Both are shocking, though. Um, we shall see. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see if that's clarified. It is. Uh, later on. <laughs> you, you need not worry. Um, but of course, yeah, there is this, there's this big mystery to be solved. And 
Uh, I think at this point, um, our chatter break question, our our, our 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 break question here, we'll just call it a chatter break question. Why not? It's a break between chapters. It's not a break in the middle of a chapter, but it's still a break from chapters. Um, our chatter break question, I think is going to be, although I really do like this discussion about Grover, and I think we should continue to talk about it. And, you know, chat is free range for y'all. Um, you know, if you... <laughs> Uh, I, I would definitely suggest you continue to talk about Grover. However, there is this moment that we don't talk about much yet, but it's going to, it, it seems like it might be important. These details about Percy's father. It seems like this is something from his past that is now sort of reaching into his present in strange ways. Um, there is this school? No, not a school. A summer camp that Percy's father apparently wanted him to attend, but now we're finding that Percy's father never really knew him, never even met him, had left before Percy was ever born, which means that there's something about this idea that it's just very strange. It's not that it's not that, you know, he left when Percy was just young and had already had a, a, a chance to make some decisions in, in Percy's life. You know, this was kind of the, the the only thing that we feel like we've really heard about as far as what Percy's dad wanted. We've heard about qualities of his, right? We've heard about, you know, how he was strong and passionate, but, but also gentle. Um, I want to hear, um, as, as we are, as we are moving forward here, um, what do we think this is going to mean to Percy? As, as we're trying to understand our protagonist here, um, what is it that we think this is going to mean to Percy to be discovering more about? It? He said some things explicitly himself, but, but as we discover more about this, you know, how do we think this is this is sort of landing for our protagonist and uh, how he sort of understands the world around him and his family history, that sort of thing. So that is our chatter break question. I'm going to take a quick five minute break. I'm going to put the timer up on screen so you know precisely when I will be back. Everybody, it has been wonderful so far. I hope to see you again in five minutes as we go on to our second chapter. And don't worry, when we do come back, we'll talk about our chatter break question. I will give a quick review of the chapter that we already went through, and then we're going on for our second and final chapter for tonight. Everyone, thank you a ton. I'll see y'all in five. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Marianne says, and it looks like we have... Okay, so let, let me let me cover this, this discussion with um, Percy's father, but I definitely want to talk more about Grover, because it seems like that is a really interesting idea for y'all. And frankly, we've spent more time with Grover already, so let's talk about these things in that order. Uh, I, wanna, I definitely want to get to Grover. Okay, 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 let's see. Now, <laughs> we're, there's a lot of discussion about what precisely is Grover? And we're going to be getting back to that. Luke Stoltzfus says, uh, come down my kids how important it is that they let daddy have his headphones time tonight. I just saw the word daddy and I was like, oh, maybe that's about his dad. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, let me see. Emmy Lou says, I'm kind of confused. Like with the summer camp and where the dad would take over raising him since his uh, mom said she would not be able to see him again. Or is it like sending the kid off to military school so he won't bug anybody and be kept more or less a secret from the world lots of odd foreshadowing indeed it is weird like you know you know especially in this genre you know we're going to be hearing more about this idea of this weird summer camp um there's there's just no way we won't <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. And Holly Rose is wondering what do you guys think Percy's dream was about? Uh, I'm going to guess the horse and eagle metaphors are of people we will meet next. In excellent theory, we shall see how it plays out. Rowlett says, I meant when, uh, uh, oh, that's a, a thread on a different discussion. By the way, thank y'all for using the reply like feature, like tagging people, because then it helps me to know like, that's the middle of a conversation you're having with someone else. It, it really helps me process chat. Mixer had a little bit of a better system for this, but hey, there is no Mixer anymore. We're going to have to live without it. We're roughing it now. <laughs> We're in the wildlands. Um, let me see. Uh, and then there's discussion about Grover. Halfbit is wondering, I'm curious to know how old Grover is. There's some discussion about, you know, we know a little bit about his shaggy hindquarters, but that doesn't tell us precisely what Grover is or what Grover partly is even. Um, we just know a little shaggy and got hooves for feet. Very strange. Um, uh, let me see. Luke says, what if summer camp is on Mount Olympus or even better, Atlantis? Interesting, and I believe Luke is one of the folks who has not experienced this series before, is that correct? Uh, Rubik's Gaming is wondering, what is the music? Um, the music is, let me let me go to my spreadsheet real quick, I've got that on hand. Um, I get virtually all of my music for this, uh, I got my whole soundboard of music for, um, <laughs> my favorite Julie Andrews movie, soundboard of music. Um, my whole soundboard of music... Um, and then almost, I, I believe every bit of music that y'all have heard on this channel thus far, uh, unless it was in like mid-game or something, has been from a website called filmmusic.io. Um, most often from a composer named Kevin McLeod. Um, that's how I've seen it. Uh, that's how I've heard it pronounced before. M-A-C-L-E-O-D. Kevin McLeod. You have probably heard a ton of his music because he was one of the folks who um, very quickly got on the train of, you know what, I'm just going to make a bunch of music and make it available for anyone to use. Um, and so that is, yeah, that's how I use a lot of this music. And this particular song is called Tempting Secrets by Kevin McLeod. Uh, once again, that is from the filmmusic.io uh, website. And that, that, that for anybody who's in like who's trying to make stuff on the internet like I am, uh, that's a great resource to have. It's really excellent because you can search by genre and everything. But that's probably not why most of y'all are here. Let's get back to our discussion. Uh, let me see. Um... <laughs> yes, Sam, I was telling someone that recently regarding time. Yeah, just about the dilation, how weird it is. Um, let's see. Marianne says, I can accept Grover as is. What I have trouble with is the fact that Percy's mom doesn't clue him into the fact that he's different and could be in danger there's such a thing as being too sheltered doesn't she realize how much damage she's doing to percy's self-esteem by constantly sending him away no wonder he has such low self-esteem now that is a that is a very critical a little harsh but not entirely like it's not an unwarranted criticism here right it is a it is a, a a strange world that that percy has had to live in and he doesn't understand why but it sounds like maybe some folks around him do understand why um, and we will have to discover as time goes on why they have elected not to inform him. Why is this, why is this world existing all around him that Grover seems to know about, that his mother seems to have hints about at the very least? Uh, you know, Mr. Brunner, I guess, is might, might be involved in some way. Um, who knows? Maybe Nancy Boba Fett. Nancy? Why did I say it? Nancy? <laughs> all right. Nancy Boba Fett and her whole family, if we ever meet them, now have new voices. They're distantly related to the Malfoys now, I guess. Oh, my man's Nancy Boba Fett. Which I did accidentally call Nancy Boba Fett at one point during the story. Stream one, 
don't at me. Um, Lisa says, this is one time it is extra sad to not know anything about the story since I can't suggest any voices. Uh, I would love for there to be one Southern voice though. Yeah, so I, I frankly, I do a much better um, uh, Holly Hunter during our... I mean, it's not great, but I do a much better Holly Hunter during our Dungeon World streams than I have done for <laughs> Sally Jackson thus far. But that's the one I'm working towards. I recognize it got away from me a little bit, and I'm not quite sure how. But uh, Noisy, ahoy yourself from Southern California. I am glad to have you here. Um, oh, I'm sure there are a few skeletons in here, and boy, oh boy, am I so far behind. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying the resource, Hogwarts Hippie. Yeah, it's honestly, it's a fun site just to like tinker around with. If you ever need music for something that you're going to put on the internet... Um, it's free music. They ask for attribution, but other than that, like you are good to go. It is a fantastic resource, and it's a glorious thing they're doing for the internet as a whole. You'd you'd have a lot of very quiet, boring videos uh, if it weren't for uh, Kevin McLeod and and some of the other folks doing what he's doing. Volume sixteen going on seventeen. Am I am I pretty quiet? How's, yeah, how's my how's my sound sounding right now? Um, now, with all of this said, everyone, I believe it is probably time for us to get back in, don't you? <laughs> Blanche from Golden Girls would be a fun Southern voice. Put that in the Discord. Put it in the Discord. I want to see it. Even if you even if you haven't seen it before, but there's a voice you want to hear, just duck into the into the PJ Spoilers uh, channel really quick. Keep your eyes covered. Just just copy and paste it in there really quick, and then get out. Get out while you can. Um, because uh, that's an interesting suggestion. Um, so, let's talk review, shall we, before we get into our second and final chapter for the night. Chapter 3. We've just read it. And it went from really quiet, kind of a, you know, um, almost like a road trip sort of mentality, to very tense all of a sudden. Um, let's talk. We begin with... We begin, we begin with Percy uh, on his way back home from school, uh, a school he knows he will not be returning to. Uh, he is excited to go home, but also, you know, a little frustrated. He knows that he's got two different people waiting for him at home. One is Gabe Ugliano, his stepfather and someone he does not get along with in the least. Uh, Gabe sounds like a, a, essentially a slob who is also, who, who sort of, he's a slob who makes up for it by also being totally unpleasant. Um... Percy, however, um, is also very much looking forward to being home for another person, his mother. Um, his mother is, as far as we can tell, just a fantastic woman, someone who has not gotten many breaks in life, um, but has worked very hard to, um, yeah, you know, to, pr- to provide for Percy uh, and to make sure that, you know, Percy's life goes well. Um, at the same time, you know, we do hear as, you know, Percy, um, uh, as they go off on a road trip to one of their favorite locations, this little cabin on Montauk, um, we hear that, Perhaps Percy's mother does know a bit more about Percy's life than she's ever told him before. Uh, and this is, you know, some stuff that really causes Percy some some anxiety, not knowing some of these things, uh, especially about his father and such. But uh, this is this is all things that we are discovering over time. And, you know, perhaps we'll hear a bit more about it. Perhaps we'll hear a bit more about the summer camp that apparently Harry's... I did it again. Um, eat a spicy bean. I'm not going to say drink because I don't think that's a very good uh, precedent to set, but I will say eat a spicy bean. There we go, for your spicy bean games. Um, Now that sounds wild. (laughs) Anyway. um, (laughs) uh, 
uh, Percy's father, um, who disappeared um, on a voyage across the ocean, as, as far as we are told, um, uh, disappeared in this voyage across the ocean a long, long time ago, before Percy was even born. Apparently, the one thing we really know about him, other than his sort of, like, you know, character description in the in the summary notes, we know that he had this idea that he wanted Percy, who again, he had never met, Percy is not born yet, wanted Percy to go to this summer camp of some kind. Very strange. They enjoy their, all their blue foods that they've brought as a, as a tradition. Um, they go to bed and they are woken up in the middle of the night by what appears to be a hurricane stirring up um, uh, over the ocean. And as they're on the coast, that's a little bit dangerous, but even more so, suddenly, Percy's new friend from school, his, you know, fairly recent friend from school over the past year or so. You know, like, think about this. You meet somebody at school and suddenly you're not, not only are you not at home, but like your family, you, you and somebody, you know, you and your family go on a trip or something. You're staying in a hotel or in an Airbnb or something. And this friend that you met less than one year ago suddenly shows up um, shouting that, you know, <laughs> shouting, you got it. We got to go now. <laughs> Um, it's not great, and Percy's mom seems to agree. They run for the car, and as they run for the car, Percy, his friend Grover, and uh, Percy's mother, Percy notices Grover is not entirely human. His shaggy hindquarters end in hooves instead of feet, and we are all thoroughly confused. Everyone, that is our summary. My name is Sam. This is Sidecar Stories. It is Thursday, so this is Flying Sidecar, a voice actor's venture through some stories we all love. And I hope you will enjoy as we proceed on to our second and final chapter for the evening, Chapter 4. My Mother Teaches Me Bullfighting. We tore through the night along dark country roads. Wind slammed against the Camaro. Rain lashed the windshield. I don't know how my mom could see anything, but she kept her foot on the gas. Every time there was a flash of lightning, I looked at Grover sitting next to me in the back seat, and I wondered if he'd gone insane. Or if he was wearing some kind of shag carpet pants, but nope. The smell was one that I remembered from kindergarten field trips to the petting zoo. Lanolin. Like, from wool. The smell of a wet barnyard animal. All I could think to say was... So... So you and my mom know each other? Grover's eyes slitted to the rearview mirror, although there were no cars behind us. Not exactly, he said. I mean, we've never met in person, but she knew that I was watching you. Watching me? Keeping tabs on you, uh, making sure that you were okay. But I wasn't faking being your friend, he added hastily. I am your friend. Uh... What are you exactly? It doesn't matter right now. It doesn't matter. From, from the waist down, my friend is a donkey. Grover let out a sharp, throaty... <laughs> I'd heard him make that sound before, but I'd always assumed it was a nervous laugh. Now, I realized it was more of an irritated bleat. Goat! He cried. What? I'm a goat from the waist down. You just said that it didn't matter. Ah, a, a satyrs would trample you underfoot for such an insult. 
Whoa, whoa, wait, satyrs? You mean like, like Mr. Brunner's myths? Were those old ladies at the fruit stand a myth, Percy? Was Mrs. Dodds a myth? So you admit there was a Mrs. Dodds? Of course. Well, then why? The less you knew, the fewer monsters you'd attract, Grover said, like it should be perfectly obvious. We put a mist over the human's eyes. We'd hoped that you'd think that the kindly one was a hallucination. But it was no good. You started to realize who you are. Who I... Wait a minute. What do you mean? The weird bellowing noise rose up again somewhere behind us, closer than before. Whatever was chasing us was still on our trail. Percy, my mom said, there's still too much to explain, not enough time. We've got to get you to safety. Safety from what? Who's after me? Oh, nobody much, Grover said, obviously still miffed about that donkey comment. Just the Lord of the Dead and a few of his bloodthirstiest minions. Grover? I'm sorry, Mrs. Jackson. Could you drive faster, please? I tried to wrap my mind around what was happening, but I couldn't do it. I knew this wasn't a dream. I had no imagination. I could never dream up something this weird. My mom made a hard left. We swerved onto a narrower road, racing past darkened farmhouses and wooded hills and pick-your-own-strawberries signs and white picket fences. Where are we going? I asked. The summer camp that I told you about. My mother's voice was tight. She was trying, for my sake, not to be scared. The place that your father wanted to send you? The place that you didn't want me to go. Please, dear? My mother begged. This is hard enough. Try to understand you're in danger. Because some old ladies cut yawn? Those weren't old ladies, Grover said. Those were the fates. Do you know what it means? The fact that they appeared in front of you. They only do that when you're a... When someone's about to die. Whoa. You said you. I didn't. I said someone. You said you, as in me. I meant you like someone, not you, you. Boys! My mom said. She pulled the wheel hard to the right, and I got a glimpse of a figure she'd swerved to avoid. A dark, fluttering shape now lost behind us in the storm. What was that? I asked. We're almost there. My mother said, ignoring my question. Another mile. Please, please, please. I didn't know where there was, but I found myself leaning forward in the car, anticipating, wanting us to arrive. Outside, nothing but rain and darkness. The kind of empty countryside you get way out on the tip of Long Island. I thought about Mrs. Dodds in the moment when she'd changed into the thing with pointed teeth and leathery wings. My limbs went numb from delayed shock. She really hadn't been human. She had meant to kill me. Then I thought about Mr. Brunner and the sword that he had thrown me. Before I could ask Grover about that, the hair on the back of my neck rose. There was a blinding flash, a jaw-rattling <laughs> and our car exploded. 
I remember feeling weightless, like I was being crushed, fried, and hosed down all at the same time. I peeled my forehead off the back of the driver's seat and said, Ow. Percy? My mom shouted. I'm okay. I tried to shake off the daze. I wasn't dead. The car hadn't really exploded. We'd swerved into a ditch. Our driver's side doors were wedged in the mud. The roof had cracked open like an eggshell, and rain was pouring in. Lightning. That was the only explanation. We had been blasted right off the road. Next to me in the back seat was a big motionless lump. Grover! He was slumped over, blood trickling from the side of his mouth. I shook his furry hip, thinking, No, even if you are half barnyard animal, you're my best friend and I don't want you to die. Then he groaned, Food? And I knew there was hope. Percy? My mother said, We have to... Her voice faltered. I looked back. In a flash of lightning, through the mud-spattered rear windshield, I saw a figure lumbering towards us at the shoulder of the road. The sight of it made my skin crawl. It was a dark silhouette of a huge guy, like a football player. He seemed to be holding a blanket over his head. His top half was bulky and fuzzy. His upraised hands made it look like he had horns. I swallowed hard. Who is Percy? My mother said, deadly serious. Get out of the car. My mother threw herself against the driver's side door. It was jammed shut in the mud. I tried mine. Stuck too. I looked up desperately at the hole in the roof. It might have been an exit, but the edges were sizzling and smoking. Climb out the passenger side, my mother told me. Percy, you have to run. You see that big tree? What? Another flash of lightning, and through the smoking hole in the roof, I saw the tree that she meant. A huge, white house, Christmas tree-sized pine at the crest of the nearest hill. That's the property line, my mom told me. You get over that hill, you're going to see a big farmhouse down in the valley. Run and don't look back. Yell for help. Don't stop until you've reached that door. Mom, you'll come in too. Her face was pale. Her eyes as sad as when she looked across the ocean. No, 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 I shouted. You are coming with me. Help me carry Grover. Food, Grover moaned a little louder. The man with the blanket on his head kept coming towards us, making his grunting, snorting noises. As he got closer, I realized he couldn't be holding a blanket over his head because his hands, huge, meaty hands, were swinging at his sides. There was no blanket, meaning the bulky, fuzzy mass that was too big to be his head was his head and the points that looked like horns. He doesn't want us, my mother told me. He wants you. Besides, I can't get across the property line. But we don't have time, Percy. Go, please. I got mad then. Mad at my mother, at Grover, the goat, the thing with the horns that was lumbering down towards us, and deliberately, slowly, like a bull. 
I climbed across Grover and pushed the door open in the rain. We're going together. Come on, Mom. I told you. Mom, I'm not leaving you. Help me with Grover. I didn't wait for the answer. I scrambled outside, dragging Grover from the car. He was surprisingly light, but I couldn't have carried him very far if my mom hadn't come to my aid. Together, we draped Grover's arms over our shoulders and started stumbling uphill through wet, waist-high grass. Glancing back, I got my first clear look at the monster. He was seven feet tall, easy, his arms and legs like something from the cover of Muscle Man magazine, bulging biceps and triceps and a bunch of other seps all stuffed like baseballs underneath vein-webbed skin. He wore no clothes except underwear. I mean, bright white fruit of the looms, which would have looked funny except that the top half of his body was so scary. Coarse brown hair started at about his belly button and got thicker as it reached his shoulders. His neck was a mass of muscle and fur leading to his enormous head, which had a snout as long as my arm, snotty nostrils with gleaming brass ring in him, cruel black eyes and horns. Enormous black and white horns with points that you just couldn't get from an electric sharpener. I recognized the monster all right. He had been in one of the first stories Mr. Brunner told us. But he couldn't be real. I blinked the rain out of my eyes. That's pacifies, son, my mother said. I wish I'd known how badly they wanted to kill you. But he's the min- Don't say his name, she warned. Names have power. The pine tree was still way too far. A hundred yards uphill at least. I glanced behind me again. The bull man hunched over the car looking in the windows. Not looking, exactly. More like snuffling, nuzzling. I wasn't sure why he bothered, since we were only about fifty feet away. Food? Grover moaned. Shh, I told him. Mom, what is he doing? Doesn't he see us? His sight and his hearing are horrible, she said. He goes by smell, but he'll figure out where we are sure enough. As if on cue, the bull man bellowed in rage. He picked up Gabe's Camaro by the torn roof, the chassis creaking and groaning. He raised the car over his head and threw it down the road. It slammed into the wet asphalt and skidded in a shower of sparks for about half a mile before coming to a stop. The gas tank exploded. Not a scratch, I remembered Gabe saying. Oops. Percy, my mom said, when he sees us, he'll charge. You wait until the last second, then jump out of the way, directly sideways. He can't change directions very well once he's charging. Do you understand? How do you know all this? I've been worried about an attack for a long time. I should have expected this. I was selfish, keeping you near me. Keeping me near you, but... Another bellow of rage and the bull man started tromping uphill. He'd smelled us. The pine tree was only a few more yards, but the hill was getting steeper and slicker, and Grover wasn't getting any lighter. The bull man closed in. Another few seconds, and he'd be on top of us. My mother must have been exhausted, but she shouldered Grover. Percy, go! 
separate. Remember what I said. I didn't want to split up, but I had a feeling she was right. It was our only chance. I sprinted to the left, turned, and saw the creature bearing down on me. His black eyes glowed with hate. He reeked like rotten meat. He lowered his head and charged. Those razor-sharp horns aimed straight at my chest. The fear in my stomach made me want to bolt, but that wouldn't work. I could never outrun the thing, so I held my ground, and at the last moment, I jumped to the side. <sighs> the bullman stormed past me like a freight train and bellowed with frustration and turned, but not toward me this time, toward my mother, who was setting Grover down on the grass. We reached the crest of the hill. Down the other side, I could see a valley, just as my mother had said, and the lights of a farmhouse glowing yellow through the rain. But that was a half mile away. We would never make it. The bullman grunted, pawing the ground, and kept eyeing my mother, who was now retreating slowly downhill, back toward the road, trying to lead the monster away from Grover. Run, Percy, she told me. I can't go any further. Run. But I just stood there, frozen in fear as the monster charged her. She tried to sidestep as she'd told me to, but the monster had learned his lesson. His hand shot out and grabbed her by the neck as she tried to get away. He lifted her in the air as she struggled, kicking and pummeling the air. Mom! She caught my eyes, managed to choke out one last word. Go. Then, with an angry roar, the monster closed his fists around my mother's neck, and she dissolved before my eyes, melting into light, a shimmering golden form as if she were a holographic projection, a blinding flash, and she was simply gone. No! Anger replaced my fear. Newfound strength burned in my limbs, the same rush of energy I'd gotten when Mrs. Dodds grew talons. The bullman bore down on Grover, who lay helpless in the grass. The monster launched over, snuffing at my best friend as if he were about to lift Grover up and make him dissolve too. I couldn't allow that. I stripped off my red rain jacket. Hey! Hey! I screamed, waving the jacket, running to one side of the monster. Hey, stupid! Ground beef! <laughs> the monster turned toward me, shaking his meaty fists. I had an idea. A stupid idea, but still better than no idea at all. I put my back to the big pine tree and waved my red jacket in front of the bullman, thinking I'd jump out of the way at the last moment. But it didn't happen like that. The bullman charged too fast, his arms out to grab me whichever way I tried to dodge. Time slowed down. My legs tensed. I couldn't jump sideways, so I leapt straight up, kicking off from the creature's head, using it as a springboard, turning in midair and landing on his neck. How did I do that? I didn't have time to figure it out. A millisecond later, the monster's head slammed into the tree and the impact nearly knocked my teeth out. The bullman staggered around, trying to shake me. 
I locked my arms around his horns to keep from being thrown. Thunder and lightning were still going strong. The rain was in my eyes. The smell of rotten meat burned my nostrils. The monster shook himself around and bucked like a rodeo bull. He should have just backed up into the tree and smashed me flat, but I was starting to realize that this thing only had one gear. Forward. Meanwhile, Grover started groaning in the grass. I wanted to yell at him to shut up, but the way I was being tossed around, if I opened my mouth, I'd bite my own tongue off. Food, Grover moaned. The bull man wheeled toward him, pawing the ground again and got ready to charge. I thought about how he had squeezed the life out of my mother, made her disappear in a flash of light, and rage filled me like high-octane fuel. I got both hands around one horn, and I pulled backward with all of my might. The monster tensed, gave a surprised grunt, and then... Snap. The bull man screamed and flung me through the air. I landed flat on my back on the grass. My head smacked against a rock. When I sat up, my vision was blurry, but I had a horn in my hands, a ragged bone weapon the size of a knife. The monster charged. Without thinking, I rolled to one side and came up, kneeling. As the monster barreled past, I drove the broken horn straight into his side, right up underneath his furry ribcage. The bull man roared in agony. He flailed, clawing at his chest and began to disintegrate, not like my mother in a flash of golden light, but like crumbling sand, blown away in chunks by the wind, the same way Mrs. Dodds had burst apart. The monster was gone. The rain had stopped. The storm still rumbled, but only in the distance. I smelled like livestock, and my knees were shaking. My head, my head felt like it was splitting open. I was weak and scared and trembling with grief. I had just seen my mother vanish. I wanted to lie down and cry, but there was Grover, needing my help, so I managed to haul him and stagger down into the valley, toward the lights of the farmhouse. I was crying, calling for my mother, but I held on to Grover. I wasn't going to let him go. The last thing I remember is collapsing on a wooden porch looking up at a ceiling fan circling above me, moths flying around a yellow light, and the stern faces of a familiar-looking bearded man and a pretty girl, her blonde hair curled like a princess's. They both looked down at me, and the girl said, He's the one. He must be. Silence, Annabeth, the man said. He's still conscious. Bring him inside. And that is the way our chapter ends tonight. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Can we... Ooh, sorry. That was probably hell on the audio. That is my bad. I'm so sorry. Okay, now, excuse me. 
Excuse me on that ending. Good grief. What a day Percy has had. It began well enough, right? He's off on a he's off on a little drive-away vacation with mom on Montauk and then suddenly a hurricane's blowing up. He's having terrible dreams. His mom is telling him things that he never knew about his father that are making him terrifyingly angry. His best friend from school that he's known less than a year shows up at this little vacation spot, warns them they need to get away. His friend's not really human. They're being attacked by something on the road. It's something turns out to be a minotaur. And now his mother has been disappeared, disapparated in some way, dissolved in a shower of golden light. By this Minotaur. Percy is wounded. Grover is injured from the car wreck. And he's here. He's at some place that his mother was trying to bring him, but he knows nothing about it, only that he maybe recognizes one of the faces here. And that is where we have left our chapter for this evening. Now, we're going to talk about it briefly before we go into our uh, our, our typical traditions. Uh, one quick reminder for anyone who is taking off right now, here are the links. If you would like to share the good word about the show and you can add to one of our traditions after the show, if you do so, this is the best link to use. It will take you to a bunch of links, including the Discord and the YouTube channel for the people who are trying to catch up, the live stream stuff. That is the link to use for everything. If you are sharing, that's the link to use. Um, folks. <laughs> uh, ooh, Woodson says, I thought mom dissolved herself. We don't really know precisely what happens. All we know is that uh, the uh, the Minotaur ran up, had mom by the throat, and then mom disintegrates in this, in this golden light. And yeah, we don't know exactly who was responsible for that or, or what precisely happened. Um, but yeah, we do know mom is gone. We know what this, we know what this creature was trying to do. Um, and, and frankly, things have gotten weird enough. It could have been anything. Hawk said, what was your favorite chapter out of the three so far? So I would say out of, out of all four that we've read so far, the first two from the first stream and the second two from the second stream, I would say my favorite so far has been chapter two, I think, which it sounds a little bit weird because it's a lot of like talking and discussing, but I always really enjoy those things that kind of open up the world and, and get us really introduced to you know the, the places that these characters have been experiencing so being with percy at school uh you know at his boarding school that felt that was that was pretty cool to me i think that's the one i liked the most so far but i will also say um just the section about montauk and this little this little spot where you know it, it means something to him and his relationship with his mom um that was i, I liked that quite a bit too um, and then, of course, you know, some of these things, uh, I would say in terms of just like if this were this, if this had been my first read through, um, I would probably say, honestly, I am still at a point. I, I tend to be a little bit impatient as a reader. I'm one of those folks who will, you know, stay up way too late reading because I simply can't stand to be cliff hung too much. Uh, and as such, you know, I would say as of where we're at right now. I would probably have answered you if we're, if we're going back to middle school or or like we'll, we'll call it homeschool Sam. If we're going back to homeschool Sam, who was so deep in reading that like you couldn't dig me out of it, I think homeschool Sam would have said, "I have yet to find my favorite chapter. It's probably going to be the next one where we start to get some questions answered." That I think would be my answer to you. There we go. So you got three different favorite chapter answers, I guess. Um, uh, Luke says exposition is the goat. 
And in a very ironic way, it kind of is. Mm. It's not technically irony. I'm on the internet, so I got to be careful. My hands are up. I surrender. Not technically irony. So Pia says, I'm actually thinking of reading it now, uh, but you're so good. Feel free to read along with me. I would encourage all of y'all, uh, especially if you are trying to uh, either learn um, how to read, I guess, more quickly, or you're trying to read, you're trying to learn to read in the first place. This is how I learned to read. Um, that's that's you know, there are a big three things that that got this channel started, and one of those things was helping me to learn to read. Um, my grandma. That's what happens when you decide to say grandma and grandma uh, at the same time. Um, you just sort of glitch. Um, uh, she would send me cassette tapes. And, yeah, my gram dog. <laughs> yo, 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 what up, gram dog? Um, my, yeah, my grandmother would send me uh, cassette tapes, and that helped me learn how to read by reading along with. So if you're trying to learn to to understand better, if you're trying to, to read uh, more effectively, or if you're learning, you know, English, I would say reading along with these streams might be keen. I try to be very, very careful to, uh, you know, if I mess something up, I will pop. And then uh, when you hear that noise, if you are reading along, you can expect that I'm going back to whatever the previous piece of punctuation was. So whatever the last comma or or period was, that's the that's where I'm going to go back to if I do goof it up. Mr. Happit says, in this universe, it could happen. Gram dog and grand goat, I suppose. I suppose so. Mr. Halfbit. Half bit. A final reminder for you all, some things are going to be changing on the Discord starting tomorrow. Um, it is probably going to be through the weekend. We're going to be opening up uh, the Q&A channel that is going to be specifically, especially in the early stages, just for like, hey, I just need some help from the admins here. Um, uh, that is going to be a spot for like basically just to get help with sidecar stuff, whether it's understanding the discord changes or, or things like that. Um, we're going to start with that. Uh, so I would say like through the next week or so, the Q and A is going to be dedicated just to that. And then after that, it'll be opened up to sort of wider Q and A stuff. But, um, uh, there one additional note that is like less on the fun side and more just on the necessary side. Um, we are officially enacting the, the, the rules that you have to have read and agreed to the rules before you can participate in discord, which means if you are in discord and starting tomorrow or over the weekend, you suddenly find yourself unable to do anything except for read stuff or like stuff is disappearing on you. Um, it is possible uh, if you find yourself unable to participate, go to the rules channel, agree with those and you should be well on your way. But there's fun stuff coming too. Um, a lot of fun stuff. As a matter of fact, we're going to have a creativity channel open with new interest tags that you can jump in on, including art, music, recipes, all sorts of stuff. Um, and then other ones for some of our streamers. Uh, in other words, you can opt in for uh, the interest tag of, you know, Mr. Halfbit or uh, Tuna Sunday. And that way you will get notified, you, you know, our, our th those folks can tag you directly when they are going live with a live stream or something like that. So I'm super excited about those. We're also going to have one for, we're gonna have a bunch of different ones i'll give you the breakdown over in discord um but uh, we're also going to have an artist tag so this can be interest art but also an artist tag um if you would like to opt in on that that is what i'm going to be pinging when i have requests for art that is coming up so if you want to know that your art is going to make it into the book you know uh, and you want to be making uh, making art for this then that is the tag to take um that will all be available in the notifications channel um, once this is all said and done over the next few days. You can expect it to be fully enforced by next week, uh, but it's going to be all starting tomorrow. Mr. Happit says, uh, how did I not know Ready Player Two was a thing? Um, yeah, that does seem like it should be kind of up your alley. <laughs> um, good luck to you. Uh, I, I, I would, I'm going to 
look forward to finding more out about that. I didn't realize that was going to be happening. Um, let's see. I need to finish Ready Player Two yet tonight. Have a good one. Uh, Luke, have a wonderful night. Thank you so much for the things that you've done for the channel. Um, let's see. Let's see. What else are we talking about here in chat? Uh, Sparkle Love Good says it's so much easier to stop a chapter in the middle uh, or an episode because the last chapter slash episode cliffhanger uh, has been resolved and the next cliffhanger hasn't quite begun yet. Yeah, it's a good way. You know, it's, it's a very intentional way to keep you sort of like rolling through chapters, but that's smart. Sparkle Love Good. If, you, if you're one of those people like me, you got a hard time putting the book down. The place to do it is in the middle of a chapter at one of those ch uh, chapter breaks. Smart stuff. Good thinking. Thank you for the pro tip. <laughs> Sparkle love good. Another ranger through the wilds of, uh, uh, through the literary wilds. Lisa Hall says, we could have gotten homeschool Sam to read some more chapters. Very possibly. Very possibly. Uh, this Sam, unfortunately for y'all, has things I need to accomplish. I am like right on the edge of being done with my new vocal reel, my new voice reel, and I'm super excited. It's something that I, you know, I've had in the works for quite a while. It's something that I, I really need, and once I get that out there, you know, I'm, I would love it if y'all would be willing to share that around. Um, I've, I'm going to have a voice reel. It's got just a few voices that I think kind of show off some of my, some of my better flexibility. So, um, be on the lookout for that. I would say probably sometime in the next week. Um, and don't forget everyone. We do, of course, have our tradition. Um, and wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it? I did not build that thing. I knew there was something I was forgetting. Let me write a note for myself right now. Cause I have to build that scene in here. Um, you know what? It's actually going to be easier if I just do it right now, isn't it? Okay. Everyone buckle up. We're going on an OBS adventure. So first of all, here's me. Hello and welcome back. Um, I just have to build this scene really quickly because I'm, I'm realizing like if I don't do this now, I'm I'm going to have to like cut the stream short and then uh, and then like reboot it. I don't want to do that. So uh, it should not take very long at all. Indeed, it's quicker than you think. All set. I'll have to make some adjustments to this later, but that is perfectly all right. There we go. The jar is in place. We're back, baby. Good beans blessings to you, says Emmy Lou. <laughs> Which, once again, I do apologize for the voice that I've given you. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm super excited about the, the reading that we're getting done today. Once again, let's talk a little bit about style. Um, the style that we are writing in, or that we're, that we're reading the writing of, um, this, this style is, like, super fun. It's, it's kind of, uh, it's got more of an attitude. It's got more of a, of a perspective. It feels like slightly less objective than Harry Potter was, you know, in Harry Potter, it was a lot of describing the way that things are. Um, but in this one, it's a lot of describing the way that things feel to Percy. And I think that's really cool. It's a lot of fun to, uh, to experience and I'm, I'm having a great time reading it. How are you enjoying it on your end? Specifically that idea, you know, that, that sort of difference in, um, uh, in the style there. There we go. <laughs> Thank you for the good blessings. Um, and yes, we are going to be raiding over to uh, to Mr. Halfbit after this stream. So hang around, or if you want to head straight there, I, I believe he's heading out now, um, you can go ahead and follow these links. This is a, I know it looks very similar. This is Sidecar Sidekick, and these are some of the friends of Sidecar um, who I have appreciated a lot, but you can find his link there um, if you wish. Mr. Halfbit. Um, and he's going to be streaming. He is a... Uh, He's a friend of mine, just like um, Tuna Sunday is. Um, 
also another streamer and tuna sunday uh streams oh he's gonna be streaming uh tomorrow i believe with frizz uh and then over the weekend as well um and then uh mr Halfbit is gonna be streaming tonight mr Halfbit is a ranger through uh the the wilds of of narrative games some of the great stories being told these days are through games and and uh frizz nope how did i goof it up that bad mr Halfbit is guiding us through that um you are indeed on Sidecar Sidekick, Hogwarts Hippie. Yeah, Hogwarts Hippie has been delving into a platform called Spoon, which is live streaming, but it's audio only. And I don't know, I've, I've been really interested to see kind of what that means for, you know, for live streaming in general. It seems like a really interesting platform, um, I will admit. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm kind of curious to, like, get myself over there and give it a try, but I'm not sure I want to delve in quite yet. Welcome back to Bad Beans, everybody where you can uh, you can contribute to the bean pile and our tradition of having Sam try Birdie Bots every flavor beans just some very very bad bad beans uh it has been an enjoyable tradition so far and I hope you will join me remember there are two ways that you can add to the bean pile first of all share on social media about the show um uh, I keep an eye on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Uh, use the hashtag Flying Sidecar and my, my uh, you know, tag me in it. Sidecar stories, all one word, no, no weird stuff. Um, and uh, that is how you can add beans onto the pile. Or if you bring a friend uh, and they have jumped aboard the sidecar and they let me know that you brought them, then tally ho, tally ho. That's another way to add beans to the pile. Uh. <laughs> Van safe lives. I wish I could, but I'm I ain't no Mr. Beast. Maybe someday. I, I want to do it differently, but uh I don't know. I, I like that he's been pretty generous so far. I don't know much about him. We'll see. Let me go fetch the bean queen. I shall be right back. The bean queen finisheth her supper. She's still eating. <laughs> uh Woodson says, Hi, Sam. Sloth, sloth Creature brought me in. All right. Well, in that case, Sloth Creature, you get to choose a bean. I remember when it, it has been a bit, but I remember when uh, when Woodson jumped in. So uh, I would say in general, if I if I don't remember you, if I don't remember you, you uh, adding the follow, then I'm going I, I may well assume that it happened long, long ago. Um this is for this is for new folks, but you, I remember being fairly recent. Sloth creature, uh, if you would like, you can go ahead and uh, <laughs> drop one um, for the uh, for the for the new folks brought in. Thank you very much. I appreciate it a ton. Uh, meanwhile, let me go see. Let me go check out on um, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. I know we've got some. Uh, I believe uh, we've got we've got some folks on Twitter who are they're just fantastic. They do it every single time, um, uh, and that is frankly it is wonderful. Um, well, I read when you can check out sidecar stories on Twitch and Discord. Says Jade Dragon, Jade, that is one for you. I don't know why I looked there. That's not you, Jade. Uh, so that is one for Jade. Uh, and let me write this down because I'm going to absolutely forget. Uh, Jade Dragon, one for you. Uh, let me see. And we've got some retweets. I'll count those. Y and Mike Steele. <laughs> uh, y, I believe, being Ypsilon. Is that you? Yeah, Ypsilon Talks. That's right. Indeed, indeed. We got some beans. We got some beans inbound today. Uh, and then we've got, uh, we've got Ash and Lisa. And I think that's our list. Uh, that's our list from Twitter. Ash, Lisa, as per usual, with my protection charm. 
Um, You're gonna have to really lean forward. Yeah, I can do that. I, I'll, I'll sort of come over here for it. Um, <coughs> Let's see. Just a reminder, uh, Hogwarts Hippie will be live on Spoon tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Uh, EST. So, yeah, you can find the link on the Sidecar Sidekick there for Hogwarts Hippie. Um, yeah, it's a lot of space. Look at this it. This is awesome. Look at all this room. This new desk is fantastic. I've got, I've got room for, like, I've got two different webcams up here on the desk right now. Lovely. Just lovely. <laughs> all right. Let's see. Let's see what we got over on, on uh, Instagram. Because it looks like we got some folks. We got some folks indeed. Got one uh got one on your new Insta. Well, congrats, Frizz. I have uh, I believe I'm following that one. I think I am. We may have to find out, but I do think uh let's see. Um uh, I'm seeing Mr. Halfbit there and I'm seeing Pia Ferrer there. So, congratulations to you both. That's some extra beans in the pile. What's up? There definitely was one from From Frizz. Sure. I, yeah, because that was just... Um, so, let me see. That was Halfbit. And Pia. Excellent. Uh, and then... Let's see. The flying sidecar hashtag. Oh, we've also got one for... Um, because... Uh, let's see. Hearthook brought somebody. So, Hearthook, we've got one for you. I did indeed say it earlier. Never you fear. Uh, okay, so the hashtag is flying sidecar. And usually, you know what? I think I'm going to have to start putting a limit on these, wherein I think they're going to have to, like, I don't know. They might have to be, you might have to do them by, like, Wednesday. And if you do them on Thursday, they'll still count toward the next week. But, like, this is bad streaming right here as far as I'm concerned, like, going in and hunting them all down. But some of them didn't show up until the stream already started. I mean, uh -huh. you should put the disclaimer on it that it has to be up by before the stream starts but i think it's fair that people are promoting your show the day of yeah i agree i, feel like I just mean it i just mean for back. me to for me to actually check it gotcha. <clears throat> um yeah i'm definitely seeing frizz so that's one for you and uh memnite i see you as well okay well that's some beans uh let's get this thing rolling what huh we have? one two three four five six seven eight nine ten Ten beans, let's do it. Let's go. Okay, so whichever one we see first, that's the one we're going with first. They look like they're just bouncing off of my head, don't they? <laughs> will you either make that bigger or will you make that bigger and say the list out loud? Uh, yes, indeed, I will. Uh, let me look. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it look like it's bouncing off the side of the book. Maybe. We'll try that. Um, okay, so uh, first of all, <laughs> Halfbit, Pia, Frizz, Memnite. Jade, Ypsilon, Mike Steele, Ash, Lisa, and Hearthook. Um, for any of you who have got Beans requests, go ahead and put them in. We will just take them in the order that we see them. Um, Y'all, I stream. <laughs> this is the tradition. I go through my streaming schedule while we do this goofy little... while we do our bad, bad Beans. Intikana, thank you a bunch for uh, all of your contributions to the to the Bean Pot here. Thank you so much for helping us brew up this cauldron. Uh, once again, I, I've said it before, but... Um, the and I can't look at chat right now because there we've got bean orders in there and it has to remain secret. Um, we have got uh, you know some folks to thank and frankly it's folks who um, did the you know who who donated bits and subscribed months ago for making it possible for me to do this and the Hobbit now and so all of you who are contributing now uh, like Intikana like 
just thrown it down, uh, you are making it possible for us to do more later on. And so uh, I appreciate all of you and your your patience with sort of the turnaround on that. But um, it makes all the difference and it helps me to make sense of, you know, making this such a big part of my life and spending time on it. Um, <laughs> I stream Tuesdays through Thursdays. Um, we are also looking at some Friday fun coming up here. Uh, if you would like to know more about that, you can head over to the Discord and find that. However, let's see. Uh, I also put the schedule up on my Instagram. I should probably put it up on Twitter. I don't know why I haven't already put it up on YouTube. As a matter of fact, maybe I should just do that right now. Um, but if you're looking for my schedule, um, you can find it there. I uh, On Tuesdays is Vintage Sidecar, where we shed some light on Classic Lit. Um, it is, uh, currently we're reading through The Hobbit, which has been just an absolute blast. I'm getting to use my voice changer more like I am with this one, just a little bit. You heard just a little hint of it, uh, just a little hint of it today. Um, and then, uh, after that, we are playing a game that meant a ton to me when I was a kid. You're, if you're looking for like some prime homeschool Sam, and I've talked before about how I don't have a, I don't have the nostalgia bone. Apparently I do. It only works for Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, Treasures of Knowledge, apparently, but I'm having fun with it already. Um, we've done some good over-the-shoulder stuff, and frankly, after the last one, I just spent some time, like, you know, I, I didn't want to end the stream quite yet, but I didn't want to start a whole new mission. So I just spent some time interviewing Tuna. So I, I want to get better at my interviewing skills. It was a lot of fun, and you can expect more of that stuff on Tuesdays after Vintage Sidecar. On Wednesdays, Wednesdays are dedicated to tabletop RPGs. I'm having a lot of fun so far with Chat Plays Dungeon World. We're looking at some more projects coming up in the future. Um, and then, of course, on Thursdays, Flying Sidecar, a voice actor's venture through some stories we all love. Um, that is where you find yourself right now. And then on Fridays, we've got some stuff coming up. So not this week. This week is, is uh, what's up? Uh, I, I'm not going to be able to pass it to you. It's too, the court is too short. Um... The, uh, the, um, uh, let's see, where was I? I don't remember. We got sirens, we got all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, meanwhile, she's taking, <laughs> Bean Queen is taking your orders. We gotta get, um, don't look. <laughs> I, I need some places where I can look. I bet your, I bet your phone would be really, like, ideal for this, or maybe a second, like, a, a different monitor setup. Yeah, but I mean, like, to have Twitch chat open. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, I'm good. Okay. Um, Samwell, have a great one. See you later on. Uh, we had a great time, yeah, during that little, like interview sort of thing uh, on Friday. And then, so not this Friday, but next Friday, uh, we're doing another fishtailing with Fridge. Fridge! <laughs> with Fridge! <laughs> Another fishtailing with Frizz, um, which we don't really have a title for it yet, but we could just call it like trivia, like wild trivia. <laughs> I, I don't know. Trivia in the wild. We don't have a subtitle yet for it. Um, we are going to be uh, doing one called Valentine's Day Massacres, which is all about bad, bad uh, dating stories, essentially. Bad dating stories, bad Valentine's Day stories. Um, and then on the final Friday of this month, uh, we have got Lord of the Mines. And frankly, I'm just going to tease the name there, and I'm not going to tell you what it's about. 
not quite yet. We'll tell you more as it gets closer to the time. So, everyone, I hope you've enjoyed. Uh, and now I believe we've got some sort of like rapid fire beans thing, possibly. Do a big lean. You gotta do a big lean for me. Sure. Yep. I'll, I'll scoot on over here. Yes, I know the title is Fishtailing with Frizz. The subtitle, because Fishtailing with Frizz doesn't say doesn't say anything about what it is. It's all trivia. It's always gonna be trivia. <laughs> There it is, and that's what we need a subtitle for. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Okay, this is for Mike Steele, a.k.a. Van Saves Lives. Van Saves Lives, Mike, thank you a ton. Appreciate it very much. I'm going to do my best to uh, <clears throat> follow through with his request. I'm going to do my best to cheat. Check this out. No, <laughs> I've got a, a special access flap where I can spy on whatever bean is inbound. Uh, whatever bean is inbound. Okay. So, look, I already know with 10, I, I've got some sort of bad luck. Someone, I am sure, has requested a very spicy bean. Uh, yes, it's my little green screen cap, my, my invisibility cloak. All right. Let's see how it is. Uh, are you still waiting on more orders for stuff? Um, yes. Half bit, Ypsilon, and Ashmore. All right. Half bit, Ypsilon, and Ashmore. Uh, if not, we're just going to do it at the end. We, uh, I believe Half bit is streaming already, so he's probably oh, not going to. Okay. So we'll do his, just sort of a, a random one out of the bucket. Um, okay, so let's see, Mike. This is a fantastic system, by the way. With you pulling all the orders at first. That might be someone. That way, I can keep looking at chat. Scroll up just once. Scroll up, yeah. <laughs> uh, Inti kind of loves the spicy beans. Okay, this one is not a spicy one. Mike, I'm feeling good about it. Definitely some vanilla, um, but also like a little bit of like weird, a little bit of some strange bitterness. So I'm wondering if it's kind of along the lines of like a cappuccino sort of thing. So I'm going to go with that as my final answer. It's been a long time since I had a cappuccino not immediately on the tail of a very spicy bean, which just the two of those makes it taste like stink bug did. Cappuccino? Uh, I'm pretty sure it is Krispy Kreme Original Glazed. Their request. Now that I, yeah, it, absolutely, that's what it is. Their request <laughs> was something you enjoy. And I was like, he enjoys donuts. Fantastic. All right. I know I've got an ally in Mike and I've got an ally in Lisa. The rest of you, rest of you are on thin ice. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa says, save mine until he needs it. Yes, that is the plan. Jade has usually been nice to you, too. Say again? Jade has usually been nice to you, too. Jade has? Okay. Jade? I see you. I don't literally see you because a lot of times you're in Discord and not on Twitch, but I see you. It is indeed over, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, next up, who, who do we got? Second is Frizz. Frizz? Okay. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> ghost Pepper. Do I even have to put the blindfold on? Close your eyes. There we go. All right. And while we're talking about this, you know, why not discuss the, uh, the chapter a bit? Who's your favorite voice that we've had so far? Who's your favorite? And I'm not going to be offended, I promise. Who's your least favorite so far? <laughs> I don't care who it is, even if it's one of our main characters. I want to hear favorites and least favorites. I what? Is oh. <laughs> I have a blindfold on, so hand signals aren't going to be the keenest way to communicate. That's you. Um, yoink. You need one of those shepherd's crooks. Definitely. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Spicy, spicy bean. Ghost pepper. That's my guess. Final answer. You're probably right. She asked for a red one. Hmm. because I'm so confident. Well, it's technically not ghost pepper. It's technically Carolina Reaper. I don't need to spend the time getting it stuck in my teeth. Um, 
or Carolina Reaper, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry, bud. You were going to do it anyway. All right. <laughs> That's not true. Third bean, who do we got? We got Frizz, thank Pia. you for thank you for sharing about the show. Pia? Pia. Pia. Thank you very much. What is Pia's name on Twitch again? <clears throat> I think it's Sophia, isn't it? It's Sophia. Okay, gotcha. Some of them stick for whatever reason. I don't know why, but I've had an easier time remembering usernames than like real names from the place where I work. Um I don't know why, but uh, for some reason my memory has worked okay for that so far. Sophia? Interesting. Oh, Sophia has a difficult request. I see. Hold on. I'm just gonna don't don't show it to me. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say hello to chat real quick. All right, close the mice. <laughs> Lisa says I really like Grover and that creepy laugh. Okay, excellent. Uh, and he kind of likes Percy's mom a lot. Fantastic. I was hoping so. Are you doing the same Grover for them? Indeed. Okay. Yep. Yep. I think our, I think our, let's see, have we made any big changes so far? You can thank Mama exclusively for Mr. Brunner, by the way, which, who I constantly want to call Dr. Brunner for whatever reason. I don't know why. Somebody, it's from something. Somebody tell me what Dr. Brunner is from. Uh, favorite is the Minotaur. Least favorite is Mrs. Uh, Dobbs. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> and we've got almost exactly the opposite from Emmy Lou. Uh, Minotaur noises were 10 out of 10. I enjoyed that a lot. I did a lot more of that today than I was planning on, but uh, it was a lot of fun. The, the donkey laugh. <laughs> donkey. Uh, Grover and Percy favorite. Mrs. Dodd's least. Look. <laughs> I'm not here to be attractive. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. Sophia? What do we got here? Hmm. Hmm. Very fruity. Very fruity. Oh. Um. Very fruity, a little acidic. I think, you know, I, 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 I am just like just off of a Carolina Reaper bean, so I'm also not feeling terribly confident. But I'm going to go with raspberry, I think. Got a little bit of that raspberry jam. She's gonna tell me it's something like creme brulee. I don't want to be annoyed, but <laughs> Is that your final answer. Um, not creme brulee, but raspberry. Yeah. No, 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 no. Every time I say raspberry, it's always mixed berry. My final answer is mixed berry, and I don't think that's correct. It's too acidic for that. Let's hear it. It's blueberry. This is a dumb tradition, and I don't know why we do it. <laughs> Jens is making waffles. Fantastic. I'll do donkey. Uh, that was one of the first voices that I did a lot. Uh, the first voice I ever did was Pepe Le Pew. I'm not even sure I remember quite how it was, except that it's just very, like, it's very bad French. Um, but the first the first one that I did a lot was absolutely Shrek. Uh, my brother and I would, like, run around the house yelling at each other as Shrek. Uh, yes, we would run around the house yelling at each other as Shrek, and then also one of our, like, we had a an event... That got so famous that our cousins asked us to do it at a wedding after we hadn't seen him for like five years. By the way, say hello to Blue Boy. He was just like... <laughs> he, was, he was keeping an eye on chat. He was just like... Lumped there. <laughs> you did a good job lumping, Blue Boy. Well done on your lumping, buddy. Very proud of you. Um, he requested a blue one. We may have to ban that. <laughs> oh, just because you can't find any more blue ones? ones. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Pia, well done. You got the very one of the very last of the blue ones. All right, who's up next? Next, we have who do we got? Memnite. Memnite, um, a uh, Memnite, and although tonight Intikana 
Intikana, thank you a ton for all of your support. Uh, Intikana has been heading up the um, the uh, <laughs> the bean train, uh, the Hogwarts Express. Uh, Memnite has uh, has been like Memnite has been a <laughs> he's got tenure. Memnite's got tenure as the conductor of the Hogwarts Express. Um, so Memnite, thank you very much for sharing about the show. I appreciate it a ton. Great to have you back. It was a little while that, since I last saw you. Of course, it's been a little while since I saw some of you folks at all because we had a bit of a break over the over the uh, the holiday season. All right, good to go. Yep. Cool. Mem Let's do it. Memnite, thank you a ton. On the on the on the topic of these beans, Holly Rose sent me such a good such a good piece of art, and I have to try and figure out what we're going to do with it. Um, I am coming up on the end of like basically the big Discord project, um, and the even bigger um, uh, the even bigger voice demo project, which means that I want to do merch. I think it's time. I think it's time. I want to do merch. And we tell you this is a summer type of business. I, I know. I think it would be a I think it would be bad for us to try and fulfill our, ourselves. Every every time I see that on on like on on Patreon and such, like the big thing that everybody regrets doing it is trying to do the fulfillment themselves. So we'll have to figure it out. Um, and I'm also not making any promises as to the time frame at which this arrives. But I think you know what we've got enough fantastic imagery. I'm going to pursue it. I'm making that commitment at the very least to you all now. All right, another spicy bean. Who is this for? This is for Mem Knight? Mem. Huh. Huh. Mem Knight, I was, uh... I was, I was feeling pretty good about you being here until just a second ago. <laughs> Mem Knight, what did you do, bud? Mem Knight, did you do this? Mem Knight? Mem Knight, you tell me right now. <laughs> merch March? There's not a chance <laughs> it'll happen this March. Oh, baby. Memnite, Memnite, you did this to me. All right, chomp, chomp. Um, I mean, it's another very spicy bean. It's not as spicy as the first one, and because I've still got a little residual, I think it tastes spicier. So I'm trying to sort of triangulate the spice level somewhere in between there. It also, it's also a little chemically, and I can't remember where that one falls. I'm gonna go with habanero. Final answer. Mm mm. -mm. Because a bit of social deduction, I think Memnite would have asked for a red one. So I'm going to go with cayenne. That's my final answer. You're correct. But he didn't ask for red. He asked for spicy. Mmm. I think, I think, uh, yeah. That was my, my guess was you asked for, like, spicy red one. Angling for the Carolina Reaper. And what we got was a cayenne. And I think I, I did a pretty good job. I think cayenne and Carolina Reaper. Oh, yeah? Well, I think I just Sherlocked it. Congratulations. Thank you. You were wrong because he just asked I was right. Spicy. I was right. I got it. That's a point for me. That's a point for me, everybody. Correct, but your Sherlock was wrong. There's a point and I'm proud of it. Yeah, how great would that be if the end of the Sherlock movies were like, here's what happened from start to finish. Point A, B, C, D, E, F. And they're like, okay, so technically you got the right person. All that was nonsense. I don't know what you're talking about. Holmes. Yo, Holmes. Homie. All right. Okay. Let's see. Who's up next? One more call for Ypsilon and Ashmore. Last but call. We're going to go with Jade next. Okay, fantastic. Jade? 
Jade Dragon, thank you a ton as always. Jade Dragon is one of our uh, one of our OG from over on the Discord, which I recognize was a difficult jump for some people, especially when it was such a mess before. Um, so thank you a ton for bearing with it, Jade Dragon. It's great to have you here. I see you over in Discord talking about sidecar shirts. I would love to. I, want, I'm, I think um, I, I've had like ideas for hoodies and somebody else. I want to say it was Tuna, maybe. Um, it, a, a number of people have had the idea, but I think it was Tuna originally who said beanies would be great. A beanie bean. A bean beanie. A bean beanie? <laughs> that would be pretty good. Just like a nice yeah. beanie with just a bean on it. <laughs> like on the fold? Sidecar skateboard or we riot. I will say it's going to start with real simple stuff like stickers and like a couple of things. Yeah, for sure. Um, Honestly, we may just start with stickers at the beginning, frankly, Um, because I want to make sure that like I, I, I have I have read enough. It is very difficult to make this actually happen. I want to make sure that if y'all order stuff, you get it. I don't want to get into a big mess where, you know, y'all are frustrated because you are like trying to support me in a fantastic way. And you know, I've I've gone with some sort of like bad or or ill considered system, and it's not going well for you. Uh, Holly Rose says you are free to use my art for anything. Holly Rose, that is incredibly generous. I might have to get sort of a more permanent confirmation of that over on Discord later, but that is wonderful, and I appreciate it a ton. Uh, so thank you an awful lot. I love what your art has, has been for this channel already. And that is glorious that you would say that. So thank you an awful lot. Um, okay. Who do we got? Jade Dragon. Dragon. That's right. Okay. Let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. Magnets are reusable stickers. Indeed. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what, uh, maybe we'll do. I, I think we would probably do stickers because you can always put a sticker on a magnet. Um, and frankly, uh, y'all want like a, re- a really nerdy like fandom pro tip? Go to your local thrift store and get some magnets, just like other magnets with other stuff, and then put stickers or glue stuff over top of them. Oh, there we go. Jade. Jade, you said, has been pretty good so far. Let's find out how this goes. Jade, can I continue to trust you? Jade? Are we allies, Jade? I think we are. Okay. <laughs> if we can't, uh, if I can't wear skate and drive sidecar merch, what's the point? Says Frizz. Um, I think, yeah, I would really love to do. Honestly, like, <laughs> there's a great at at um uh in in like like sort of relatively near to us, um in the same state as us, I guess. Um, there is uh a there's there's Universal Studios, and they have this. Um, they they have this little this like little um, uh, courtyard space, and in that courtyard space, there's this sidecar on a motorcycle, and I want to say it's it's like sidecar colors and everything. Um, we took a picture there at one point, but I would love to do like some sweet. Yeah, in the actual park. Yeah. It's it's yeah. not painted, I don't think. Isn't it? Oh. I don't think so. I think it's just metal. I don't know, but I like I like classic looking older like. You know, like like fifties, sixties, that kind of era. I really like that. And if I could, if I could get like a, if I could see some like a motorcycle with a sidecar, uh, in that older style, in the sidecar colors, that's that blue and yellow. That would be, mm, mm. yeah, it would. Um, this one was um, definitely it's definitely sweet, and it's definitely, but I think some of that might be sort of the outside of it, and I'm definitely getting it some of that sort of toasty flavors. Um, that keep tricking me, so I'm gonna go with. Oh shoot, is it kettle corn or caramel corn? Caramel. 
or candy corn. It's not candy corn. That's a fool's errand. Um, <laughs> hmm. What the heck is it? It's uh, uh, caramel corn. Final answer. You did it. I did it. I did it good. Excellent. And I'm not going to lie. It's <laughs> Jade Dragon says, sir, I would never burn your mouth. <laughs> and I thank you for your chivalry, Jade. <laughs> Muy apreciado. Um, Lisa says, I was talking to the mayor of my town yesterday. Ooh, Lisa. Ooh. Oh, Lisa. Oh, big Lisa. Big shot, Lisa. <laughs> Talking to the mayor of my town yesterday, he told me they are going to put a skate park in our town soon. Interesting. Man, are you, do you like live in Stars Hollow or something? <laughs> like, Gilmore Girls reference for anybody who's not aware. Mm -hmm. And then Kirk is going to decide he's one, he wants to be a pro. Mayor, that's so weird. <laughs> hey, sometimes you just it's talk to the mayor. It's not that weird. I'm just used to living in big cities. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, Jade Dragon wants, quote, candy corn is a fool's errand on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I support it. Okay. Um, fantastic. Jade, thank you a ton. Who do we got next? Heart hook. Heart hook. Heart hook. I saw you. Um, I saw that you, you mentioned it to someone and that they, uh, you know, hopefully they will be coming to join us, but I appreciate you spreading the word about the show. Thank you a bunch, heart hook. Um, are you ready with it? Okay. Here we go. Let's do it. I'm ready. I'm going to secretly look at chat, so just don't move it over in front of my mic. Hearthook says, Sam, when you were talking about seeing people uh, have a merch, who you were talking about? I thought I recognized the name that you said. Um, I'm not sure. I don't remember what name I mentioned. What did you say? Yep. They are, they are shut. I'm ready. Here we go. Let's see it. Hearthook. This one's for you. Is that a spicy one? That's what I'm nervous about. No, not a spicy one. Mmm, like an extra sweet one. This is, um... I, okay, I recognize this. This is a flavor I recognize, but I don't know what, what it is. It's gotta be banana. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a fruity... It's a fruit... It's a fruitsome flavor. Shoot, what is it? Okay. Does it remind me of dried mango? Maybe. That's like the standard to which I have to hold it. Because it's, it's, I don't think it's raspberry or anything like that. Um, so I don't think it's raspberry or blueberry or strawberry. Um, I don't think it's apple, pear or anything like that. I think it's either peach. It's one of the, it's one of the orange ones. <laughs> I don't think it's orange, but I think it's either... It's going to be like tangerine or apricot or apricot no i'm joking um peach or mango does it remind me of my dried mango snacks hmm i don't know um i'm gonna have to go with because i don't i'm gonna have to go with peach because i don't think it's mango it doesn't taste like mango to me peach is my final answer but i still got a spicy mouth Yes. This is shaping up to be a pretty banner night, everybody. <laughs> There's a great discussion going on in chat right now about, um, like, how it's been good that this mayor is prioritizing stuff like a skate park. Um, you know, having having this thing be there for teens and kids, uh, this resource. And I think that's pretty fantastic. Um, 
Uh, Hearthook is saying, hey, Sam, have you heard a name called A? I don't believe so. It sounds like the title of a book, a name called A. But I'm not familiar with it. We're four with an asterisk out of six. I think, you know what? I I can roll with that. Okay, so we have Lisa's protection charm. Fantastic. We have half bit. We have okay. Ypsilon and Ashmore. This is your final call. If I don't see it, then I'm going to pick for you. Um, do you want half bit or your protection charm? Uh, let's do half bit. Okay. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think he'll be dodging back in here. Final Not tonight. Final call for Ashmore and Ypsilon talks. Ashmore and Ypsilon. Final warning. <laughs> this has been a lot of fun to stream with you all today. I hope you will uh, join us as we head over and raid Mr. Halfbit later. And I hope you will join Tuna Sunday um, and uh, also um, uh, Hogwarts Hippie later this weekend. Got, we got we got more than just me. We got other folks streaming too, and they are a lot of fun. So you can use once again. Uh, let me use the friends link, uh, and anyone can use that command if you want to bring up this this link. That is the link to follow if you want to find links to other folks who also stream with us. Okay, let's see. Did I say live fast, die poor? I don't believe so. Heart hook. Okay, it's a spicy one. But it's not crazy spicy. It's uh, okay. It's pretty spicy. Okay, it's pretty spicy. Woodson, thank you very, very much for joining us. I hope to see you again next week at some point. Mmm. Mmm, there's a spicy one. That's a habanero, I think. Final answer? Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Look at you go. Green and spicy. It's not green. It's orange. Why do I have it so lodged in my head that habaneros are, are, are green? Very orange. Um, Vane Howlett, I am very glad to have you here. Welcome to Scooter Patrol. It's wonderful to have you here. Um, I was going to ask if you were related to someone who actually did this piece of art, Jade Howlett, but they are very different names. <laughs> well, they're not very different. They're kind of close. Um, Howlett and Howlett. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I hope you'll come back next week. I don't have the... the uh, link in there yet unfortunately but i do have uh the hp links in there so for instance if you wanted to get started on harry potter from the very first from the very first there's the link to the playlist there um okay louis the goat lady i will see you later okay uh who do we have next i think uh i said ash right uh ashmore and ypsilon and right. lisa are the ones you have left ashmore thank you very much uh, actually you know what i'm doing lisa now that was, a, that was a spicy one. It's burning a hole in the top of my tongue. <laughs> You're going to go visit Halfbit? Wonderful. Wunderbar. Indeed, I'm ready. Hold on, I've got to get more water because it's very, very hot in my mouth. Hold on. I'm not looking. Mm-hmm. 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 Thank you. All right. And and Lisa, thank you very much for the protection charm <clears throat> every week. Ooh, baby. There we go. The protection charm is just a good bean. Ooh. Okay, it's kind of turning up the it's kind of turning up the heat a little bit. Uh-oh. 
I think I it's. I swear to you, I grabbed from here. I believe you. I think it's citrus of some kind. I think that's it's, that's it's not heat, but it's turning up the heat. I'm gonna go with orange. Final answer. No, juicy pear. Mmm. Juicy pear, really? Interesting. Interesting. Maybe it wasn't the bean. Maybe it was just the fact that like I. I had just taken a drink, and so, like, the air was rushing back onto it, which always makes it hotter. <laughs> Lisa, it doesn't matter. I know your heart's in the right place. I know where your heart is. Yeah, it, it was Officer Love. It was the <laughs> Officer Love bean. <laughs> Turn up the heat. All right, so Ypsilon Talks next. Uh, indeed, Ypsilon Talks. Thank you very much for sharing the good word about the show. Um, and for uh, Vane Howlett... Um, you can continue to watch this for the next two weeks here on Twitch. Um, it will be available as soon as I am done streaming today. Um, however, I also upload these to YouTube. I did not lean far enough, sorry. Um, uh, they are they get uploaded to YouTube in, uh, 24 hours before the next live stream. So next Wednesday, whatever time this stream started for you, that is what time it will be up on YouTube. But you can also use that whatever time on Wednesday... It shows up on YouTube for you. Exactly 24 hours after that, that's when our live stream is going to be. So, let's see. We got one from uh, Ypsilon Talks. Ypsilon, thank you for sharing about the show. Um, this is, and thank you, Big Benz. Thanks for the reminder. Hmm? Sorry. Ypsilon, you've done it. I know this one. The, uh, no, I don't believe so. But, Ypsilon, thank you very much, because this is a black licorice bean. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, and is that it, or is there one more? Ashmore. Ashmore. And that's it. Ashmore, who has been one of my earliest Twitter champions, thank you so very much. Thank you for riding with the sidecar. We love you, Ashmore, and I am glad that you have, uh, you've seen it... <clears throat> Oh boy, got a little bit of spicy hit for a second there. I'm glad you've seen fit to uh, promote the show. I'm glad you you think this is worth bringing other people in. Ah. I almost closed my mouth too early and just bounced off my face. Okay, let me see. Mm. Mm. Gums are still burning. Not ideal. Not ideal. Memnite says he might get a passing grade this week. Memnite, it's partially your fault. My, my gums are burning. Okay, Ashmore. Let's see. What do we have here? Mmm. It's a weird one. It's got like a slightly herbal, definitely fruitsome. Definitely fruitful. Um, it feels like a larger fruit. Oh, but now I'm getting like a little bit of a cinnamon note in there. It feels there. like a larger fruit. Yeah, berries, like the smaller ones tend to be kind of tart. Oh, okay. Um, but larger, yeah, is more like a mellower, like a pear or... It's a little mellower, like pe uh, pear or apple. Or My something. brain automatically went to, this tastes large like a watermelon. This is a big old fruit. I can taste <laughs> yeah, it. This is a big, huge fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Just learning both that and this platform, says uh, Vane Howlett. Well, you needn't worry. Um, yeah, we are... Ooh, baby. We are learning ourselves. You know, I came over here to Twitch from Mixer. I do miss Mixer. And I appreciate everyone who has followed us on these various spots and, and learned more about these new platforms. I appreciate the Bean Queen. Thank you very much for helping me to uh, to execute today's bad beans. As always. Does this wunderbar. 
for that bean, I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with peach, I guess. I think that's my final answer. He's a lemon drop. It's a lemon drop. I, I almost typed Mr. Lemon Drop. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, we are getting ready, ready to raid over. I thank you all so very much for joining me for today's Bad Beans, for today's chapter. It has been fantastic. I'm really enjoying this book so far, frankly. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you all so much for contributing in the various ways that you have, uh, whether it is all of the wonderful folks who have... Uh, joined us recently like Vane Howlett, uh, whether it's people who are donating bits like Intikana, or just you, uh, you know, you folks who jump over into the Discord. But honestly, especially you folks who jump into the Discord uh, and uh, help out with some of the art, like this fantastic picture of Mr. Brunner that Courtney just dropped in. If y'all aren't careful, Courtney's going to just be like the artist that does all the art for this. <laughs> if y'all aren't careful, say hi to Kovi and say bye to Kovi. She's got a little Let's go raid! Tell Halfbit I say hi. Bye-bye, everybody.